This is First, Last, Best, Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for uh, First, Last, Best, Worst. FLBW. Uh, Yeah, man. Uh... Great to be back. We've been on hiatus for about a month. Uh, I know a lot of our regular listeners have probably killed themselves by now, but uh, if you managed to make it through that month without an episode, uh, we're back. You they're, know, they're jonesing. The people are jonesing for another episode. <sighs> they're ready for it, man. And uh, you know what? So are we. Yeah, me. I'm. I am. I've been yeah. waiting to do this. I mean, we've been like, I was out. I, I was on the West Coast for a while, and then in the Midwest, and then and then Paul, our sound engineer, was out touring. So that was the reason why we we took so long. But um, but now we're back and you know ready to roll. Yeah, and the world is a brighter, brighter, <laughs> it is place. A brighter place. How you doing, Taylor? Oh Life? man, uh, overall good. Uh, right now, I feel uh, really bad because <laughs> I'm hungover. Uh, just watching watching my team play last night. The the Carolina Tar Heels went in the Final Four, uh, but then. I got really drunk. Um, what were you drinking? I, really dr- uh, I had some Jaeger bombs. <laughs> Jaeger bombs? Uh, yeah. I mean, co- you know, co- got to get back in the college uh-huh. mindset, you know. Um, Jaeger bombs. So uh, Jaeger bomb. Jaeger and Red Bull. And Red Bull. And you like dro- you like regular the- Red Bull with mm. sugar, <laughs> which is so sweet. Uh, and... I feel like that, like when you're drinking that, like the diabetes is gonna kill you before the alcohol poisoning <laughs> does. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty late one. Went to Papaya Dog. Mm. Uh, that's how drunk I was. Um, <laughs> if you don't, if you're not familiar with uh, the chain Papaya Dog, if, uh, it's a New York institution uh, that exclusively serves uh, drunk people. <laughs> after the bar is closed, like they won't let you in. I don't think unless your BAC is above like. Point one. Yeah, there's a breathalyzer outside just to get in. Yeah, yeah. If if you come in sober, they're like it was, it would it'd be irresponsible to serve you. <laughs> Man, so. that's rad. But it was a good time. You had an awesome time. Yeah, I had a good time. I mean, I'm 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 paying for it, but I it's a price that I will uh, gladly uh, pay. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta drink Jaeger bombs and go to Papaya Dog. Yeah, you got to. Man, that's crazy. I had some friends come into town um, last Wednesday, and uh, I was just saying this a second ago. But we, um, we, they came in from the first time in New York. We hit it so hard. We started out at McSorley's Ale House, went to Chinatown, got drunk there, and we went back to um, to their. Uh, hotel in hell's kitchen and wound up going to this bar there happened to be an open mic um where i met some like poets and a and a, some singers and stuff and then we met them we went and like smoked a joint out on the street and then we went to times square and i started like doing some busking in times square this is like midnight on a wednesday and man i'll be goddamn we got like a huge crowd of people in times square it was like one of this I don't know, this crazy, fun New York moment, right? And then uh, that was that, made made me eight bucks in, um, busking. And then we went into this bar. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I, we go into this random bar in Midtown. And I'll be goddamn, we didn't run into uh, ex-first, last, best, worst uh, um, 
guest Phoenix. She just was in the bar and she walked up and she's like, hey, what's up? And I was like, no shit. Uh, remember, remember the 10 gold thing? For all of you regular li- listeners, you should go back and check out that episode because it was quite funny. That's a classic. It, it was a classic moment and it was great. So it was just one of those uh, super fun New York moments where you're just like, you know, randomly running into people in some random bar. It was a good time. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, but, you know, this isn't just a podcast about how me and Carl <laughs> are drunk are drunks. Uh, this is a podcast about music and songwriting, and uh-huh. we do have a guest here today. Let's intro our guest, Mike. No, that's Mark. Mark. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Can we close back enough. that up? Fuck. No, leave it. Okay. No, you have to live with it. Mark Piro. Yeah. You have to live with the fact that you don't <laughs> even Mark know who I am. The most sad thing is I have it written in my notebook, and I just didn't don't even look down to, at it. Don't try to get out of it now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Man, don't yeah. I'm so unprofessional. Yeah, man. Um, maybe yeah, maybe uh, I found a flaw in getting drunk all the time. I can't remember... Three seconds ago, when I wrote down the name in my in my notebook, yeah, man, kill the brain cells. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, anyway. It's, yeah, it's, it's, no, it's no way to live, Carl. It isn't. It isn't. Uh, so, Mark, we're gonna get to the first song that you wrote. Uh, can you maybe just briefly set this up for us? It. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not the first song I wrote, but I, I, I thought maybe it, uh, metaphorically, it was kind of the first song. It's, it's a song I wrote with a buddy of mine, Russ, and. Uh, we 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 play in a bunch of bands together, do a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff together, and probably around like 2008 or something like that. I I was playing in this band called The Men, and he was playing in a band called The Highway Gimps, and we it was the first show The Men ever played. That band's still around. You know, we've been together for ten years, and he played. First time I met this guy, and I watched him play bass, and I was like, man, this dude is just nasty. And I just kind of from that moment on, we. Came real close friends, and you know, have done many bands together, many different projects over the years, and so this this is the first one that me and him wrote together. Awesome. And uh, you know, I've, it's called Door. Door. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. Should Let's I hear try? It? Yeah. All right.
Hell yeah. Uh, I got to Sorry, voice cracks. I warned it. That, I warned you. That's yeah. okay. Uh, we were talking about Jerry Garcia before the podcast, and yeah. man, that guy, his voice cracked for, you know, 40 for years. years. <laughs> He's a man. Yeah. It's a, yeah. That's honesty, man. That's yeah, honesty. Honest, honest, honest performance, man. You're just, that's all I got. You're just a man just with... Just a man. You know? <laughs> Not um, even a man. Talked about that before. I'm not a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men don't men don't live like this. Men don't live like that. Men don't carry around drum machines and broken synthesizers. <laughs> men have jobs and lives, and families, hard hats. Yeah. I don't have any of this shit. <laughs> well, can we talk a little bit about your your bio? Where do you where do you come from? Where's your uh, hometown? And stuff? I, I grew up in the suburbs of the city. So okay. I, I've been in New York. I moved to the city in like two, Jersey or no Long Island. Long Island. So you know, grew up there. I moved to the city in 2000. Okay. I was living in the Bronx for a little while. And that's where I met. Uh, that's where my, I met my bandmate Nick. Okay, and, and so, that's the men. That's the men. Yeah, that, that's so. that's the main thing that you've been uh, you've been doing. Uh, yeah, for like ten years. Well, like nine years, coming yeah. on ten, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a long, old. long time. And it's a long time to be in a band. Yeah, with yeah. the same people. Um, it's like rock and roll years are like dog years, you know? Ten years yeah. of a band isn't really like I've seven. aged much more than ten years <laughs> yeah. in those ten years. But yeah, so I then moved, moved, to, moved down to Manhattan until about like 05 and then been in Brooklyn ever since then. Yeah, uh, so uh, when, did you, when did you start playing music? I started, I mean, I was always obsessed with music. I always loved music, but I, 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 I took piano lessons when I was a kid. And I got, yeah. I got piano in my family. Like my grandfather was a piano teacher. My my uncle was this kind of like lone shark piano playing hustling dude, and he would you know I remember being young in Queens, and uh, he'd be playing songs, and I just thought he was he's my idol. Like I'd just be like, oh, play this song, and he just play the song. I don't know where he got him from. So I mean, I played piano, and I never, you know, I hated piano. I hated my teacher. I had this old hag. Miss Fabregas, and uh-huh. you know, dude, I would I'd be like, I want to play Bohemian Rhapsody. And yeah, like, like, no, you're gonna do scales. Yeah, and I was like, oh god, so I quit, and then I didn't start up again until I was like, I mean, I, you know, maybe 18, 17. Guitar playing. after yeah, that, yeah, I always wanted to play guitar, but I never, I never got like the push, which is funny because I had so much music in my family, but like it skipped a generation in a way. Although uh-huh. I've got my dad's Fender Mustang, it's 67. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, sounds sick. Oh, so right. yeah, but I've been playing ever since. And since since I picked it back up again, it's just become it's my whole life. It's oh like yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. And I, then and yeah. then what happened with the men? Um, you guys. Yeah. So I mean, me, me and Nick met, of, met at Fordham University in college. Oh, okay. And uh, you know the men didn't start to about '08, so we there was a few bands in the middle there. Like me and Nick, we we were in a band called Fucking Hell. That was kind of the one right before the men that sort of turned into the men, and that was just. I mean, that was just a sloppy, sloppy, loud fucking band. And yeah. I what was the instrumentation of that band? It was two guitar, yeah, guitar, bass, and drums. Okay. And, you know, we'd thrown an organ. We had this guy, oh man, we had this guy, Joe, as our singer, and uh, he actually moved to San Francisco, and he, but he was just such a good lyricist and a good front man and, you know, a good dude, and he, and he actually got in touch with us maybe a year ago, and I guess he went through a sex change or some sort of transgender thing. Mm-hmm. So he's in... in it was a good time. And then the men started after that. And, then, you know, we've been rolling through. There's been other things, but the men has kind of been the driving. Like the constant. Yeah, the driving thing. thing behind everything else. <laughs> and then uh, you, you guys put out a number of records? or Yeah, we've got, I mean, yeah, we've got, we've got six records or something like that. And a few more. We just, we're finishing up one now, which is oh, actually, cool. uh, this, we just finished a new one. And the second song I was going to play is on that. Oh, right, because we're doing, we're yeah, doing yeah. last. Now, yeah, right? yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, so I mean, yeah. that's a good, as good of a transition yeah. as ever. Yeah. Uh, let's get let's get into. Can you set this one up for us a little bit? Yeah, this one's called Sleep, and it's uh, it's on this new record by this band I play in called the Ben, and uh, you know, it's just. Uh, and what's the when is the new ske- uh, album scheduled to come out? Do you have that sort of projection Not yet. ready? I, okay, we're you're mastering just it right it? now. Oh, okay. I'd say probably early next year. Okay. Realistically. Yeah. So, for those of you that aren't in the music business, albums take for fucking ever. Like you record yeah. them, you're all excited about them, and then they kind of just hang out for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time. They, yeah. By the time they get released, like you usually hate it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you just despise uh, the fact that you ever like. <laughs> Uh, thought that you wanted to do this. Yeah, well, that's it's been. You know, we were we were on a, in a pretty routine touring cycle for five years. Yeah, I, rem- I remember. I, I saw you guys um, uh, years before we actually met uh, at, in Asheville at uh, at the Mothlight. I oh think my he, god! Yeah, dude, there was me and this guy Ben. Uh, that at that time, this guy Ben Greenberg was playing bass for us. Yeah, and uh, he recorded almost all of our records. And then when, you know. We had a I had a falling out with this guy Chris, so he joined on. But naturally, I had a falling out with him too, and it culminated in Asheville. And we were, you know, we were just talking shit to each other before the show and getting. And I was playing piano during the time at the band, and he's singing this song, and he's just, you know, there's this breakdown going, and he's just mouthing off talking about rats in a cage or something, and then he just spits on my piano. And oh just, no, this motherfucker! He claims he claims he didn't do it on purpose because he sometimes would spit in the air, and I was like. Bullshit, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely spit on my shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. But our drummer, Rich, was like, that was one of our best sets. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I everybody enjoyed was it, so mad. Maybe, maybe it was the acrimony that really propelled... A lot of times that happens. I think that's true with a lot of bands that like there's that tension, and but then the music is kind of this release of it, and uh, it, it's, it's a healthy way. I mean, the, the men have functioned on that kind of <laughs> hatred of each other. That's Ten years of hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good name for uh, for best of. Ten years of hate. Ten years of hate. <laughs> years of hate. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, awesome. Okay, so this song is Sleep, and it's going to be on the new Men album. It'll be on the new yeah. Men album whenever that comes out. This is just guitar, Paul. That matters. There's a vocal. Sleep 
something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a song. Will you be? Yeah. Do you play guitar on on that one on the album? On some of it, we, we kind of mix up the instrumentation a lot. So that one, I play guitar. I mean, that that's kind of that song. We Nick plays um, a violin and Kevin plays the. Uh, lap steel and oh, cool. Rich does some tape loops. The, the new record's real, kind of all over the place. So there's a lot of guitar. There's, uh, there's less guitar than any other men record. It's a lot of keys and saxophones and weird shit. Yeah, Since, it's red. I, I think you know when you play guitar music for a while, you just get tired guitars of guitars. Yeah, guitars are done. Guitars are <laughs> done in 2017. No guitars. If you're a white guy <laughs> playing a uh, guitar. Just get the fuck get out. out of here. Get yeah, out of here. Yeah. Hold on. Hold yeah. on, guys. What is this, this is, 1965? Yeah. <laughs> you fuck with my whole career here. <laughs> yeah, I can't we're, play we're anything all else. in the same boat, Carl. <laughs> what I'm saying is that we are done. Yeah, we're done. It's over for us. Like, Our time has come. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, uh, yeah, I really, I dig that song. I like how minimal it is. I mean, it is just one chord. It's just one chord, One yeah. chord, just droning. One yeah. word. One word, one yeah. chord. I don't know, that's all I got. I try to like come up with parts and do things, and for me, I always go back to that minimal stuff. Just yeah. one chord, one part. A lot of my favorite stuff is that. It's, you yeah. know, one riff, one lick. Yeah, like uh, uh, Lou Reed had that one quote uh, that I love. It's like, uh, one chord is fine, two, you're pushing it, three, you're playing jazz. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. Great. I mean, you, get, you can only process so much in the brain as a listener, you know? The stuff you... The stuff you attached to the most is the stuff you can connect to quickly and understand quickly yeah yeah Yeah, totally um i mean and i feel like if you ask anyone you know from a casual listener to like a real like music nerd or like serious musician like what their favorite songs are it's always something just so simple yeah like no one's favorite song is ever like a complicated thing it's never weather report or some like jazz fusion yeah (laughs) rush anyone who says they like rush i don't even believe (laughs) yeah i don't believe them (laughs) i'm skeptical of every rush fan (laughs) yeah um let can we talk a little bit about your influences now that we're talking about other bands um do you have somebody that maybe you uh was like a guidepost for you when you started there's a lot of stuff man i mean you know, I'm I'm, in, I'm very into minimal music. I don't mm-hmm. I don't like comp- complex stuff. But you know, I remember when uh, you know the the men were first kind of getting serious. We were we kind of had we always kept this list like the top five top five guitars. As if I remember who was on there, it was Greg Sage from the Wipers, John Fahey, you know the finger picking guy, mm-hmm. um, fucking Jimi Hendrix, obvious, boring, yeah. Leonard Cohen. Who was the other guy? Greg Ginn from Black Flag. Oh, okay. And yeah. that was, we were like, yeah, that's the list. That's, that's the five, list. Top that's five. That's the list. I don't know. I don't know if that's still relevant. I don't know if I would still have the same list. But yeah, but that, that at was the, the time. time. At the yeah. time. Yeah, it has to change. It's got to well, change. Otherwise, like you're just you're not Boring. moving as a person. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, there's, I don't. I don't get. You know, one criticism that's always come of the men is like, oh, you know, fucking what kind of band are you? You know, every record sounds totally fucking different. You know, whatever. And it's like. You know, it's not conscious. We're not trying to like try these styles or whatever. But you, could, I get you know, bored. Bored. You do the same shit over and over again. I mean, we put out this record called Leave Home, and people, you know, grab people. We see it pretty well, and then mm-hmm. you know, we we busted out pianos and kind of made this country record. And you're like, what the fuck is this? It's like, what? They're just songs. What the right. fuck? Who the fuck are you? Who yeah, cares? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Styles are, uh, you know. Styles and like genres are just fucking window dressing, you know. Exactly, it's like it's yeah. the fuck. That's not the point of it, music. Mm-hmm. It's just like the colors that you're using. It's like you know. And the last thing you want to do when you're creating is to limit yourself 
by what you had done before, you know, thinking you have to do the same or different either way. It's like, no, you just do what's instinctive and what feels good in the moment. But that's what, when you're talking about the the sort of music biz cycle, that's the worst part about it, you know, because you're touring all the time, Mm -hmm. you finish a record, doesn't come out for a year, by the time it comes out, you're over it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to play the same stuff over and over and it becomes, you know, it became very stale. It became really boring and probably, you know, when we were four or five years straight touring by year four i hated it yeah i didn't enjoy playing like i i just wanted to be away from music which is so funny because you know everything that got to that point was because i just wanted, wanted to do it all it. the time yeah but so i took in a break and that that's why i, t- I, I kind of stepped away and i started playing with a bunch of other bands and doing mm-hmm. other stuff and uh, it's really healthy i think it's healthy to kind of have other outlets and, yeah you know and it made a coming back to the men when Exciting you know, again, it's so fun. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Now it's been in a you had to, uh, you had to, had to take up a mistress, you know, to like get the. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, man. like get the, uh, get the love life going, yeah. you know, back, back at the home place. I think Dave Grohl's got that. He's got a saying about that. He's like, you got to have, you know, a band for fun. That's just your fun band, and your uh, other yeah. band. That's your job. That you. Yeah, yeah. But you got to have that fun outlet. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it is, it is. It can get hard, you know, when you're when you're writing music and you're trying to perform and hold a band together. Yeah. And you're like, this is like my identity, and like I've worked so hard on like this material, and it means a lot, and it just can be exhausting, mm-hmm. you know. And it, I think it's good sometimes to just be like, oh yeah, like this is just like fun. Like I don't have to like yeah. stress about what this was, is we went through a lot of that stuff because we were kind of just doing our thing our first record we put it out by ourselves you know mm-hmm. silk screen the jackets we we made the the record covers like yeah, cut yeah. paper glued them together <laughs> and then we started this label sacred bones put out our next one and then things kind of blew up and we were kind of on top of the world and then we did this sort of i mean i call it country it's not a fucking country record at all and you know there's a lot of backlash like just yeah from fans shit. or critics? Fans, critics, everybody. And then, uh, you know, the label kind of had all these expectations. So oh, you, right. It went from cutting jackets in our room, you know, to press agents and, you know, what I forget what the, they even, the, the buzzword they use, oh, assets. Like, how many uh, assets we have on this album? And like, what are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah. What's a fucking asset? I've never what played is, an asset an before. Asset? An asset's like a video or a single. And how many, ass, how, many, has, how many assets do we have to pitch to different uh, media outlets, get you guys exposure, you know? Yeah, that's what everyone dreams about when they yeah. <laughs> join a band. And, you know, we're getting these, you know, at the time, we were living off of that. None of us uh-huh. had jobs. We were living off of it. So, you know, you, you make these compromises and, you know, Converse comes, oh, we'll pay you, you know, whatever, it's X amount of money. And, but you go to the show, you know, and they're, we were playing the show in Boston and there's a Converse show and the guys, they kept coming back, are you going to put on the cons? You got to put on the cons. I'm like, I'm not putting the shoes on. I'm not oh. here. I'm here, but I'm not going to put the shoes on. Uh-huh. And that, and I like Converse shoes. I just right. was like, I don't want to wear them. I have big feet. They look weird. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to wear them. I'm at your stupid show. Yeah. But that, that moment kind of hit me. I was looking around and there were, Converse banners everywhere, and I was like, "This is what? This ain't worth it, man. I'd, I'd rather be writing a song at home, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And that, and nowadays, it's all about um, streaming services and stuff like that. And you're you're supporting in a roundabout way, Apple and mm-hmm. those those devices and stuff. And it's like, I don't, you've got to pay the piper. Or it's whatever. all tied, yeah. But now I, I try to just I, I don't give a shit anymore about yeah. it. I think if I would relive it. 
all the things that would bother me, all the fights, all that band shit, I, mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me now, but I think in hindsight, it's always easier to look at life. And yeah, totally. Yeah, age helps a lot in, in those regards. Well, speaking of fights, um, uh, you said you <laughs> had some uh, conflict with some of the some of the band members yeah, and stuff. We, we, I mean, the men have always functioned on, yeah, hatred. As hatred. I said, you know, there's, there's a lot, and whether that's animosity in the band or you know animosity just towards life in general. That's been. If I haven't been in a fight with someone in the band, I've just been angry at life anyway. So, <laughs> but you know, we've the the classic one is which we, we were in Lawrence, Kansas, and. Mm -hmm. You know, we, this is one of our first big tours. So it was a 42-day tour, weekend or something like that. And Do you book the tour at this point? At that point, it... we were booking it ourselves. I booked that whole tour myself. And we did 42 days and did 46 shows. So it was massive. Oh, my God. Drive through the night almost every night. Almost. You know, we'd drive through the night, play a show at 2 in the afternoon, and then play a show at 8 at night. And uh, But so we were in Lawrence, and, you know, we were kind of getting, me and the bass player, this guy Chris, uh, we were uh, just kind of getting into it, and he was giving away some records for free. And it's like, dude, don't give away our records. You know, we, we got to make some money. We're, right. we're, we're out here for a long time. And he just goes, fuck you. <laughs> and so, you know, naturally, I'm, a, I'm an Italian man. I, I was like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Don't talk to me like that. You know, and he's 6'2", he's, he's huge. And, he's, and so we just get the stare down, UFC style, like, in the, you know, pushing each other <laughs> right. a little bit. And you know, is this going to happen? You got to puff it, your chest out yeah. real big. But the best part was, he's, we're standing on stage while this is happening. It was oh after the show, so it was, you know, but people were, people could see what's going on. He's standing there with a, he's got a tiki drink with a little umbrella <laughs> in his hand. And we're, uh, it was, just, it was funny. It didn't, it didn't come to blows. We yeah. A little shoving, screaming on the street, screaming the next day. Oh, God. But it, it ended up fine. But there's been a lot of shit like that. But that stuff's good. You know, as you say, it becomes a release in another way. Because yeah. you play, you're, you know, when you're kind of angry, you almost, uh, you're motivated to play well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna kill it. Like right when now. You, yeah, like when you're having sex with your girlfriend and you're in a fight and you're like yeah. I'm gonna fuck Hate you sex. I'm gonna fuck you so good because yeah. to show you Yeah, that yeah. I'm mad. Yeah. That I'm mad and I'm gonna express that to you right now. Yeah. Um that's cool, man. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I feel like these podcasts uh sometimes are just too positive. Yeah. yeah. No too positivity. Yeah, no, yeah, we need that. You're like, not gonna get anything from Yeah, me. thanks for being our fucking black rain cloud, hey, dude. Let's be real. Yeah, Look let's outside be real, the window. Man. It ain't good out there. Yeah. There's nothing good going on. Um yeah. So did the the lineup of the men, does it change? Is it kind of fluid? I mean it or has it, over the years. I mean uh -huh. it started as a three piece and I was the drummer. When I saw oh, you guys there was like a million people on stage. We've done a lot of weird stuff. We've done shows with two drummers. We've done stuff with I love double saxophone drummer, man. players, you know. We've been known to just all one show we just all played since the whole time. I mean that was when I, I, I look back on those days and I'm, I was I miss those days because we were so kind of free. We're like, yeah, let's try yeah, let's do that. Let's, do let's just do that. We never practiced it, never did anything. Um, but so it's solidified now. It's a four piece. So it's kind of it's gone through. It went it was three piece, four piece, five piece, six piece, five piece, four piece. Now it's back to four piece, and it's pretty standard. I mean, it's pretty. I can see this one riding out probably because oh, yeah. these boys are they're like my family. These guys. You can know? you can you give us their names? Who's, yeah, who, sure. Who's there's, this? there's Nick Cherikazi, who's you know he's my my main man. We started the band together, right. and then uh, Kevin Faulkner plays bass, and he plays bass. He plays. Lap steel, he plays guitar. Nick plays sax, he sings. 
guitar. And so Rick, like everybody's multi instrumentalist. Everybody yeah, we all we, we we like to be pretty free. And then Rich Samus is the drummer. And did you go to school at Fordham? Yeah, I did. Phil- then, philosophy major, which oh. is why I'm so negative. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. just ruined my whole life. <laughs> yeah, man, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, did, I got a philosophy minor. I liked it, man. I like taking I love philosophy it, but it, it, classes. It, you know. Yeah, it does like fuck up. You can't you can't just like accept the thing anymore. Mm-hmm. You're just like how do like how do I everything. deconstruct this? And then you, that's no way to live. No, no. <laughs> Why well, look around and you see these people that they're not questioning stuff and they're so happy. Yeah. They're so happy. They have families and they have children and they're just smiling and loving life and you know. I'm you know that's 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 the burden of us being geniuses. That's right. <laughs> it's hard to be so smart. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, let's hear what you consider your best song. <laughs> yeah, this one. I had a tough time with this one because I I really don't, uh, you know, I I don't like most of my songs at all. So it's hard. It's hard to say. Oh, this is my best one. And I was trying to come up with a justification, but yeah, it's not an easy thing. Yeah. So this is a song. It's called Supermoon and. Uh, I was I wrote it. I was kind of getting into this sort of what we were talking about before. I was really getting into shamanism and like droning and kind of minimalism and all this sort of weird spiritual stuff. Like I carry around crystals and you know all this. I was going through a weird phase yeah. in my life, <laughs> and it was right when the the men were uh, probably at our peak, touring the most, playing in the biggest crowds, doing all that stuff. So I guess you know between the the band being in sort of quote unquote the best place it's been in, uh, this was a song that kind of came out of that. You know me being in a sort of a much more soul-searching period of my life. I was maybe going for the best version of me, which I did not find. <laughs> because you don't find yourself and your true self by doing, you know, hallucinogenic drugs, which is what <laughs> ultimately what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, I went down to, right around that time, I went down to Peru, and I, was, uh, I stayed in the, uh, oh man, it's in the, the north north east of the country i can't remember the jungle's name puerto maldonado maybe but i stayed with the shaman for about a week and we were doing ayahuasca ceremonies i went down there by myself and it was it was a head trip it was a complete opposite you know i was i was getting ready for months and i was no sex no alcohol no Uh drugs you know just clearing my mind clearing my soul and you just go down there and we're in this hut in the middle of the jungle you know there's no electricity no hot water nothing You're drinking this juice with this shaman. The people are throwing up Puking everywhere, and you're just, and I'm like, "This is not. What am I doing?" <laughs> I kind of freaked, and I just I had to leave the ceremony. It was the third ceremony in, and I had I got up in the middle of the ceremony and I walked out. You know, and the guys, there's these kids that were guard. There's security there. Uh-huh. They're just these 12, 13 year old kids walking around with rifles and stuff, and they're uh, you know why do they have rifles? And yeah, well, because the shamans they steal each other's plants. I was like, what am I doing down here, man? I gotta go. So I went, I went, I, I left. I, I talked to the shaman, doesn't speak English. I'm like, I have to get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm done. I'm cured. I'm, I'm finished. Yeah, I'm done. cured. And uh, I went to the airport and I had fucking McDonald's. And then I threw up on the plane because I hadn't had that much food. I hadn't eaten anything right, yeah. like that in so long. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the most beautiful stories <laughs> in my the, life. The realest uh, version of the ayahuasca ceremony that I've heard for sure. Oh, dude, it was wild though. But I was, I mean, it's true what they say about the purging of it because I was, I lost ten pounds in about oh, yeah. a week, and I was, you know, you'd be in the middle of it, and I'd just be like, you know, in the outhouse screaming. Just, mm-hmm. ah! <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it was wild, yeah. wild. So, um, but this song's about that. This okay. This song's about. <laughs> Taking a shit in the jungle. <laughs> uh, 
I lost that one a little bit in there. Uh, I remember there was more verses and like that was like that song's like eight minutes long or so. This was a stupid <laughs> song, but that's good. That that song was really loving, like kind of thinking about Hawkwind and some you know that crowd stuff. That those that repeating drumming, yeah, all that. Yeah, stuff. that song. Yeah, it's cool and like uh, yeah, you got the, those like real like droney pedal notes and yeah. cool. And like when you were hitting the uh, the the thing, you know, the str- the strings really hard. Like you really getting those like kind of like glassy like kind of sitar it resonates like, yeah, yeah like it, that sounds that sounds cool well man. i love the i mean i've always been into indian music and me and nick a lot of times we like he he had a sitar and he was taking lessons and trying to learn for a while but you know i uh the whole thing with the sitar is you always have a drone going yeah always always and i i, I really i gravitate towards that that just that sort of monotonous pulsing you know you could really get into that yeah um yeah it drives the song for sure mm-hmm. and i mean a lot of rock and roll is based on that, you know? Yeah. But yeah, and then you're playing like basically a fifth chord there. And then it's like, that's, I mean, all, all of rock and roll is that too. Again, you know? Yeah, it was it, like some blues drone. Yeah, thing. well, you know, you can't reinvent the wheel. And everybody's, you know, I, I think a big problem is people don't respect the tradition of rock and roll. You know what I mean? So the, yeah, rock and roll in the 50s, 60s, 70s, these guys are playing each other's songs. It's encouraged. It happens all the time, you know? It's not. It's not seen as unoriginal. Which now yeah. I think you know the idea of playing covers is is not is frowned upon. It's like, right. Oh, you're you playing a cover band? Why would you do, Why would you do that? It's like that's that's how all the greats that all the great songs. I mean, the Stones are just ripping off. Blues, totally. Their but, first all their first albums were blues albums. Yeah, you know? they're all blues albums. Not Led to Zeppelin. mention before pre before recorded music. The only way you played songs is to learn other songs and pass them along that's orally. Right. You know. Yeah. It's like that's that's what music is. I I have the same because I like started out playing covers and you know playing happy hours and stuff you know and now I shy away from that but I I still always go back to it and I'm like I I I always enjoy it you and know yeah look at the Beatles right I mean the Beatles started they were playing cover sets four hours a night yeah, and yeah. like a Hamburg right yeah yeah that's, and that's why they're so tight and good yeah because you just you're just a machine you know songs you know how they work how they were written how they sound yep yeah. Exactly. And then, like, you know, Chuck Berry, it's like, how, who, how many people have stolen Chuck Berry riffs, you know? And everyone. I, ever. have, I have. I love. He's the best. Man. Every song yeah. on guitar that's been written after Chuck Berry. Yeah, is a, off Chuck yeah Berry. Totally, totally. I love, I love that he always has the same intro 
that like uh that slide up yeah. thing that he does. It's uh-huh. just like a slight variation every time, but it always it's back to the future always yeah. works. And yeah. He, yeah, you double up like on on the E, you slide up on the B string up to the E and yeah. hit those two E it just sounds yeah. so good. That double note. Yeah. And it's like um I think we were talking earlier about how uh, you know, all the great artists like a lot of things that make a great artist is just really just having maybe like three or four tricks mm-hmm. that you just you just keep using yeah, Bo Diddley. Yeah. We were talking about Bo Diddley last time. Yeah. I mean, the Bo Diddley beat. Yeah. It's the best beat. And it's it, like, it seriously once is. it works, like, why change? Why change? <laughs> why change it? It's good. Well, you don't have to be a master of everything. Just, you know, do what you do well. Yeah, yep. exactly. And like all the stuff that the, the, I think the artists that are seen as innovators, um, you know, it's not like they came up with a lot of stuff. It's just like they had like two or three tricks. Yeah. And that's it. That's and they it. did it. And then like that's, you know, you know, just need like two or three tricks. Yep. And um, a groove. A groove is always key. You that's know? the key. A groove, yeah. good rhythm, yep. good melody. Speaking of a uh, groove, uh, let's talk about your equipment a little bit. Uh, you got this uh, Roland uh, TR-707 over here. It looks beautiful. Yeah, dude. This is this is a, it's a classic, man. I got this. What, how, what year is it? Yeah, I am... Um, I don't know. I mean, it came out right after the 808. So, so was, like 80s. Yeah, or 80s. I mean, this is this is on a lot of classic stuff. A lot of a lot of bands use this stuff, but it's sort of the cheaper version of the, the you know the, the, the 808. quintessential 808. Yeah, Marvin I mean, it Gage still sounds shit. it sounds. Awesome. I love this thing. I got this thing for fifty dollars. When did you get it? I got this in two thousand and three. Yeah. And, uh, at that time, I think it was kind of, and maybe I just didn't know any better, but I think it was kind of before this sort of gear explosion. Mm-hmm. I feel in the past five, eight years, gear prices have just gone crazy. Like you can't get an 808 now for less yeah. than three grand. It's yeah, crazy. that's crazy. This thing probably goes for a G now. It's right. Ridiculous. Yeah. And you got 50 bucks? 50 bucks. It's all <laughs> offline. Like some, it was some message board somewhere. Oh, that's rad. And uh, yeah, and, I've, and, and it's, this thing is, I use this thing all the time. It's, it's like, it's become as, kind of crucial to me as my guitar really like, so when it. you're touring it's your it's with you no because no. you know touring I'm, you always have the band right you know so I, I, when I'm, I guess when I'm playing by myself gotcha. I always have a beat going because mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot more rhythmically yeah and anyway I've always you know I'm not like a lead player I can't I can't even do I can't do those Chuck Berry licks I don't yeah. know how to do it I don't, it's not I just play rhythm and yeah. so like I, I think and that's why I always I love playing drums and uh the actually you know the next song I was gonna play is a new band I play in called Chomper, which I'm, I am the drummer. Okay, but um, do you write that? You help write the songs? Yeah, you know this again. I play with this guy Russ. I was talking about before. He's in it. Um, and there's this other the guy, guy you wrote the first the first song with that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. That song was you know was in the band. I, that's just kind of been around forever. That's that ha- I played that out a couple different times in different scenarios. But that's you know that's not a men's song. It's not right. It's just a song. It's just yeah. song. Um, this one. Yeah, it's, so it's Nick from the Men. It's my, you know my buddy Russ, who I played in a million bands with. And Russ also plays with uh, Holly, another yeah, yeah, FLBW yeah. alumni, and uh, and Marty plays with who, Marty. Yeah. Russ plays with everybody. Yeah, Russ played. He's probably a beat. honestly, he's he's good. And uh, this guy Mark Shu, who uh, he plays in Guided by Voices, who do, mm-hmm. you guys know, he just joined that band. Oh and, shit. Uh, he um, plays in another band called Beach Creeps, mm. and so That's it's just kind of it's a band that just kind of came together. We don't really put a lot of effort or energy into it, but we just finished up a record, which I'm hoping is going to come out this summer. Oh, cool! This is Chomper. Yeah, yeah this is Chomper. Chomper. Yeah. That's a great name. I mean, it's like a, a horrible name, but it's so it. funny. Mark is Mark Shu, not Mark Me. 
<laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh man, I've wanted to call a band Chomper my whole life. And we're like, okay, Let's sure. Let's do it. <laughs> and I, I never get it. I never got it. And I was like, why do you love Chomper? So I was like, but everyone seems to like that name. I, I guess like, I just don't get it. Yeah. I what do you think, Taylor? Why me, do you like it? I, I don't know, because it makes me think of just like a shitty, like, uh, like wannabe Hooters ripoff bar <laughs> called Chompers in like deep, like uh, like Long Island or That's something. That's kind oh, of our God. vibe. Yeah. That's like shitty shit. Or like but like four dollar Bud Lights. Yeah. And like all right, know, I got to tell you this. I used wings. to play in St. Louis. I used to play at a shitty Hooters style restaurant called Show Me's on <laughs> on Sunday nights, and it was the fucking worst. Like the gig was okay because I played on this patio overlooking the Mississippi River. It was cool. Uh, because I would just get people to come in from, they would hear the music, you know? But the actual place that I played sucks so bad because the, one, it's like B-team Hooters. So it's like, they're not even like the Hooters girls. They're like, you know, couldn't even get on at Hooters. They're a farm team. They're a farm team. Yeah. And they were mean to the people. Like anybody that would come, they were like kind of mean to because they thought they were like hot shit. And the prices were, it was like way overpriced and... But it was it was gig, so I played and played it every every Sunday for a couple of years actually. One time I told uh, uh, I was on tour with uh, I used to play rugby, and we stopped at a Hooters in West Virginia, which I don't recommend. <laughs> uh, and uh, they told everyone that it was my birthday, so I stood on a chair, and they all sang Happy Birthday to me. And uh, you know, I still feel a little bit guilty about that. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't have to sing. We should yeah, go back and tell them. Yeah, I, I feel like I owe them. I should write them a letter, <laughs> apology. Um, anyway, yeah, this is not a podcast about Hooters. This is a podcast <laughs> about Chompers. Chompers from now on. Yeah, um, you can see it on a T-shirt really well. Yeah. Or a hat. Yeah, you can see it. Chompers. 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 Yeah, I'm thinking teeth. I'm thinking like yeah. you know something cartoony. Yeah. Um, do you, do you guys play shows? Have you been we playing around? I saw shows. you guys. Yeah, yeah, you guys, we you guys played a couple shows. Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. Um, um, hopefully, when the record comes out, we'll do some more. But it's hard because everybody's—it's not, not so anybody's main on. thing. Yeah. yeah, so everyone's pretty busy. So when we find the time, but that's a good—it's a good place to be a band. Just, you just yeah. kind of when it happens, it happens. Everybody's open about it. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get into the worst song. Play is something real shitty. Yeah, Mark. so this is a Chomper song. So I don't actually think it's a bad... I love this song, but it's the worst because it's just another example. You know, it's, it's just one progression over and over and over again. It's mad negative and dark and miserable. And, uh, you know, it sort of sums up our, our conversation. Yeah, it just does. Yeah. Misery. It's called I Want to Die. And it's just <laughs> hating everything. So I thought maybe that could be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, it's really tying things together, man. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're going to hear the Chomper song, uh, I Want to Die. And it's going to be bad. It's going to be the worst. The worst.
there at the end, but <laughs> yeah, I kind of got cool, it together. Man. Yeah, that was rad. Yeah. I'm glad we got the the synth working too. Ooh, that was stressful. That's, I was I was nervous because I was kind of cutting out so much, but it held, it held in there. It held in through the whole thing. It held through the whole song. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of actually hoping it would cut out like that. <laughs> yeah. That would have been the worst. Yeah, yeah right. Or right when you said I want to die and it just dies and just like dies. <laughs> so it fitting. Typical. Um. Yeah, that's cool, man. You got that Juno 106, dude. Sounds. Sounds pretty Dope good. as hell. Can't get much better than that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for coming out and doing our show. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. It was well, awesome. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, it's super fun. And uh, it was really uh, uh, pessimistic to talk to you, but very <laughs> a good, a good conversation yeah, no, nonetheless. I'm all, yeah, I'm tired of all these people who like feel good about what they're doing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I find, I, I find peace in recognizing yeah. the reality of the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to... I'm not trying to kid myself. Yeah. But that makes me, I'm happy with that. I mean, it's like atheism. Yeah. yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. I'm yeah. not an atheist, so. Yeah. I don't believe in God either, but. I know. I'm well, on the fence. Depends on I'm what on day the of the week. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, some days I do, some days I don't. Yeah. But um, we really appreciate it. And uh, where can people find uh, your music? Uh, uh, the Men? Yeah, The Men are around. Uh, we are the men.blogspot. That's all. We got a blog. That's all we got. Cool. Um, and there's actually, you know what? Sacred Bones has a band camp. If you go to themen.bandcamp.com, you can hear every record for oh, really? free streaming up there. Excellent. Um, and then there's other stuff floating around, hopefully Chomper record and, you know. Yeah, you got any uh, shows booked right now? Yeah, you know what? I'm actually, oh, well, I'm playing with this other band called Junk Boys, which is kind of a down and dirty, sleazy blues band. And uh, we were playing April 10th at Alphaville with... Um, couple good local bands and then we're playing april 28th at baby's all right cool. oh excellent and the next men's show is may 20th which we're actually getting back together for the first time with that dude i got in a fight with in lawrence oh, yeah. kansas yeah it's our label's 10-year anniversary show if he has a tiki drink i'm gonna be fucking dude, pissed we've already we haven't practiced yet but we've talked a bunch and it's been cursing and screaming already <laughs> already yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Excellent. That well, sounds like come a out to the show then. Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's May 20th at, uh, it's in Greenpoint, I forget where, but if you look, just Google Sacred Bones, Red Bull's doing it. Uh, there's, the, the information's out there. Okay. It's Sacred yeah. Bones 10 year anniversary show. All right. Excellent, man. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for doing it. I yeah. have a show I want to plug real quick. Uh, 420, April 20th, I'm playing at um, uh, Rockwood Music Hall. That's, I'm be playing at midnight. And, uh, we're going to, all you dope smokers out there, we're going to be getting super stoned beforehand, and uh, I need people to come out, so 420. I'll, also, I'll plug, uh, I'm playing a show with this band, Faults, uh, with Mike Dillon, who was uh, the previous, uh, most recent uh, podcast guest. I think we're playing in Alphaville, May 13th. So they got five shows to go to right there. Yeah. Between yeah. the three of us. Appar- apparently, we have lots of stuff for you listeners to do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us again with uh, First. Last. Best. Worst. And we will see you guys soon. Peace and love. Check it out. Uh